How do you properly break down a game when effort is the biggest problem behind a loss? We attempt to get to the bottom of why the Wild lost to the San Jose Sharks today on Locked on Wilds. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we recap the Wild's 4-1 loss to the San Jose Sharks, a game in which the Wild simply struggled from an effort standpoint, which led to problems all across the rest of the ice. So we tried to dive all the way down into why the Wild lost and a problem that continues to surface so far this season. We see if that is something that can be fixed uh, so that the Wilds can avoid some of these early game scripts that they have fallen into so far this season. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer. Happy to be along with you here uh, for my first full season of coverage with Locked on Wild. And we are going to attempt to get to the bottom of a couple of different things in today's episode. Number one, Going to try to figure out why these effort problems continue to happen with the Minnesota Wild. We're also going to attempt to figure out why top-level players such as Kirill Kaprizov continue to be absent in the score sheet. We'll also try to figure out which of the issues are directly impacted by bad effort and which are lingering problems that the Wild are going to need to address as the season progresses. So uh, those will be the things that you need to pull away from today's episode. And uh, I'm going to preface this by saying that uh, I basically hit record the moment the Wild finished in their 4-1 to loss. And so uh, some of the thoughts and uh, reactions to this game fresh and obviously uh, pretty frustrating. So um, I, I pride myself in taking more of a... Um, Let's let's err on the side of, you know, not overreacting to things. But sometimes you just see some things that drive you absolutely nuts. And tonight, the phrase that I'm going to use over and over and over again until these things start to be corrected, lack of effort makes everything look bad. And that was the Wild's biggest problem in this game tonight. I don't know if there was a thought that this was the same San Jose Sharks team from last year uh, that the Wild were able to beat fairly regularly. That is not the case, and that was very evident in this game tonight. Uh, Same things that we've seen throughout uh, a good majority of the games so far this year. Bad start, which leads to the other team taking an early lead. Being out physical in a game and pushed away from the puck, pushed around the ice, uh, is also becoming a reoccurring problem for this team. Top players being completely 
absent in the overall scheme of the game. That is becoming far too prevalent of a problem as well. And you can just go up and down the list. Bad penalties taken by this team. There were three fights, which you know can be kind of the boil-up of frustration of how the game was going. Um, but there were penalties beyond that as well. And some good things that we saw from the goaltending, but overall, not a great night for the goalies. Another thing that has become too prevalent here uh, to start the season. And you look at where this wild team is at, 10-5 and five right now, and we have seen entire games now sabotaged by lack of effort right out of the gate. Nashville is a perfect example of that. That ended up being a loss for the Wild. The Seattle Kraken game the first time was um, a- another example of just a-, a good start and then just completely disappearing after that and coming away with a loss that the Wild probably should not have uh, have had. Uh, the Sharks game is going to be another perfect example of just coming out flat and paying the price for it. Who knows where this wild team would be at had they brought a better effort level in some of these games. And it's especially frustrating considering how things went on Saturday in which the wild ended up beating the Seattle Kraken on the road and uh, given a much better effort level after a rough go against the Vegas Golden Knights in which they sleptwalked through the first period and found themselves trailing once again. It all boils down to the effort level put on the ice by the team. If you have bad effort, the power play looks bad, the penalty kill looks bad, the goalies look bad, the lines look bad, everything looks bad. And so when we get to attempting to dissect and analyze what we saw in this game, You can't because the effort level is the one thing that can make every single aspect of a game look bad. And that is exactly what we saw in this game tonight. I don't want to take anything away from the San Jose Sharks because they came in and they deserved to win and they did. The Wild did not give a good good enough effort to be even close in this game tonight. And that is becoming too common of a problem for a team with as much talent as this team has on the roster. So we have to figure out how to give at the bare minimum, a better effort any given night. I can accept if a team goes into a game and ends up losing four to three or three to two, because a particular player stepped up and took control of the game, or the opposing goalie got hot and uh, was able to keep the Wild from scoring more often than not. I can accept when it's easy to point out things along that line. But with a better effort, there is no reason the Wilds could not have been closer or even won in tonight's game, but they did not bring that here tonight, and that is why the Wild are now 10-5 and on the season. 
And if you are not able to give a good effort in a hockey game, there is no way to point to what are actually issues and things that are simply problems due to lack of effort. I'm going to repeat that phrase again because that's going to be something I think that we'll come back to if this problem ends up resurfacing later on this season. Lack of effort makes everything look bad. And that is the big thing to pull from the Wilds' loss to the Sharks. Lack of effort makes everything look bad. We will continue to take a look at uh, how we move on from this and how we get this to stop happening as a team, how the Wilds get this to stop happening as a team. And uh, we'll look at some of the other uh, frustrating things that continue to happen in these losses to see if they are fixable, to see what can be done to stop this script from repeating as often as it has. That is coming up here in the next portion of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. But first, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and that means food and fun and football and family and everything you like to enjoy with those people you love the most. One of which is your favorite type of holiday pies. Pumpkin, pecan, any any variety you can think of. They are all so good and we love to eat as many slices as we can. Well, what if I told you there's a way to capture that great tasting dessert without all the calories and sugar? Enter Built Bar. Built Bar can be your new holiday dessert. Take one slice of pie, for example. One can have upwards of 300 calories on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and contain only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. They're low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high-protein covered in 100% real chocolate. So share some Built Bars at your next family gathering. It'll make things a little less awkward, and who knows? Maybe your Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, and again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen every day. We are available everywhere and are free to listen. Happy to have you along on this Wednesday edition of the show, although the topic's not not fun to sit here after a game like the Wild just had and uh, and just try to ram points home. But as we said at the top of the show, it's really hard to try to dissect what went wrong in a game when the effort level can't even be up to par from the get-go. And so you have you know these repeatable things that the Wilds continue to do in games that they lose, and one of which I think is becoming a, a real problem for this team is once again... We had another game in which Kirill Kaprizov skated through and uh, and came away with, uh, I think he ended up with one shot and uh, was a minus two on the ice. Now, I know plus minus not the best way to, um, to indicate performance, either good or bad, but uh, actually Kaprizov had two shots on net, was a minus two, 
and uh, had two giveaways in 18 minutes, 37 seconds of ice time. I have been one of the most, we need to allow some time for things to get figured out. That has been the mentality that we have tried to to share here on Locked on Wild in terms of Kirill Kaprizov's performance so far this season. We've tried to uh, allow for the mitigating factors. Teams are putting more attention on him. Uh, every single game, you know, he is, uh, the, the Wilds are still trying to find that center that uh, that can pair with him on that top line that can really maximize his performance level. At some point, a player just has to step up and make plays. We don't have on this roster a Jack Eichel. That ship sailed well before the season started, and now Eichel is a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. There are only so many players that can be put on a line with Kirill Kaprizov. And so at some point, he's going to just have to elevate his play and start taking things into his own hands and start helping assist this team in the goals department. There are two interesting player conundrums that are going on with this team. You have Kevin Fial on one end. And you have Kirill Kaprizov on the other. And I feel like we're getting two different ends of the spectrum with those two guys. Kevin Fiala, night in and night out, regardless of if he scores or not, is going to give you a good level of effort by himself on his own. He is going to contribute to the game, whether win or loss. He is going to contribute to the game. And you could argue that he should have more goals than he does uh, so far this season. He has had plenty of opportunities to score, plenty of opportunities to uh, to put the puck in the net, some of which just has to be attributed to good goalie play, some of which is just dumb puck luck. But Kevin Fiala, night in and night out, on most of the games that he plays, a, a very, very healthy margin of games that he plays, is going to give you a good effort at the low end. And as of right now, we just are seeing a lot of Kirill Kaprizov just kind of being there. And Kevin Fiala is getting a similar amount of attention to what Kirill Kaprizov is so far this season. Kevin Fiala has arguably had worse line mates than Kirill Kaprizov has had going back to last year and, uh, and going back to this year so far. But Kevin Fiala is still trying to take things into his own hands and to make plays himself. And that is something that Kirill Kaprizov is just not doing at this point in the season. Kirill has, at most points this year, when he is on the ice, been uh, extremely likely to pass the puck and, uh, and to not factor into the equation uh, when all is said and done. And at some point, you would imagine that just gets frustrating for him to where he starts to just play a little of the uh, the hero ball style uh, that we saw at points last year where he's bringing the puck into the zone himself, uh, creating plays himself, shooting and scoring goals himself. We need to get back to that type of player for this team. It is wonderful that there have been players that have stepped up 
and have filled that scoring void. But at some point, an elite-level player that Kirill Kaprizov is supposed to be has to step up and just start doing it. This wild team is not going to be able to continue to repeat this method that they have won games so far this year. You're not going to be able to go into the Florida Panthers or go on the road and play the Tampa Bay Lightning and get behind by two goals in the first period, hang around, and win a game by one goal in the third with a flurry of shots uh, that um, that end up going in and leading to you coming away with a one-goal win. Because the Florida Panthers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the teams that we mentioned in the offseason that the Wild are going to have to play this season, they have players capable of turning that two-goal deficit into a four-goal deficit. Alexander Barkov, Sam Reinhart, the list goes on and on for the Panthers. You want to talk about kind of sleepwalking your way to a 2-0 deficit against the San Jose Sharks that would easily be a 4-0 deficit against a team like the Florida Panthers. And then at that point, the game is over. And so that is why it is so critical that the effort level just be better on the bare minimum to try to avoid these slow starts that just doom the wild um, so many occasions so far this year. You can't do that against the best teams in the NHL because they take advantage and they do not stop. So we have to see better from the guys on this team that were meant to be the ones carrying the load on offense. And so for Kirill Kaprizov, bring it. We need to see the things that led to the Wild signing him to that long-term extension this offseason. And I know a lot of fans are, are probably upset with, with what Kirill has done so far this year. And so at some point, as I said, at some point he's just going to have to do it because Jack Eichel's not walking through that door. Marco Rossi, the hope is at some point will come up and will be able to be part of the equation for this Wild roster. But beyond that, the Wilds are getting into a position in which they don't have a lot of cap flexibility. And if you want to make an impact type move for a center, it's going to cost you premium prospects. So Kirill Kaprizov is probably not going to get this uber-level top center to uh, to help his performance improve. He's just going to have to start doing it at some point to, uh, to help this team out and to just give a better effort at the bare minimum. We'll finish today's episode by just running through and looking at some of the areas that this team has struggled in these losses to see which are fixable, which are tied directly to the effort, and uh, we will just continue to try to move forward and process this loss to the San Jose Sharks. More to come on today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. But first, betonline.ag is back, and they are better than ever. They offer a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. 
BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On to receive that welcome bonus. From basketball, football, baseball's postseason, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Coming up later in the week, we will have a preview for you of the matchup against the Dallas Stars. The Ryan Suter homecoming will be joined by the uh, host of Locked on Stars, Dane Lewis to preview the game as well as uh, some talk about how Ryan Suter has been doing so far in his first season with Dallas. So that is coming up on Thursday. And then Friday, we will also take a look ahead to the weekend as well with the Panthers and the Thun- uh, and the Lightning looming on Saturday and Sunday. Finishing off today's episode, and again, I pride myself on trying to take more of a weighted out an air on the side of caution approach uh, in in covering this team and in reacting to losses of this type. But every now and again, you just kind of got to get into it and just just lay into it and uh, and get the grievances right out there on the table. And so that's the approach we're taking here today. And so just to finish up, we're going to kind of go through and uh, and look at the areas in which this team has struggled and if they're tied directly to the lack of effort or if it's something more schematically that this team is going to have to look at improving somehow uh, as the season goes on. And so obviously a huge problem that has led to basically all of the Wilds' losses so far this season is the slow start, and that is entirely tied to a lack of effort. If you come out onto the ice and you're sleepwalking against an opponent, they're going to take advantage. They're going to score. And that is what we've seen. We saw it in the game tonight against the Sharks, a two, nothing deficit after the first period. Um, Also, you know, the Nashville game, the first Kraken loss, the Vegas golden Knights loss, all of those losses, the wilds, um, trailed early the Colorado Avalanche the other loss I was trying to think of the fifth loss what is the thing that all five of those games have in common Uh, the fact that the Wild trailed early because of poor play to start off the game and so that is directly tied to effort and if the Wilds are going to solve this problem and fix this they just have to at bare minimum start giving a better effort to uh, to start off games And at that point, then, it's a little easier to try to diagnose specific uh, mismatches, things along that line. But that one is tied directly to the effort. And so if that improves, then you would think the start to the game would improve, which would fix that problem. Power play and penalty kill. The penalty kill did not give up a goal. The power play did not score a goal against the Sharks. And this, again is is partially an effort thing, 
but uh, also just depends on the style in which uh, a team attacks both of those areas. Uh, the penalty kill is tied exclusively, almost, to the number of penalties that uh, the Wild are taking and the extra chances that they're giving their opponents. The penalties that we've seen so far have mostly been due to overcompensating for a mistake. And so that is also tied to a bad effort level. And if that improves, the penalties will decrease, the penalty kill will not be relied on as much, and that should lead to the Wild being able to improve those numbers and improve that special teams unit. The power play for the Wild so far this year has, uh, has been very, very up and down, to say the least. It's, it's frustrating because you have some power plays where the team possesses the puck the entire time, the opponent's not able to clear, you're just firing shots um, in rapid succession on the net, and maybe the goalie just has a really good couple of minutes spe- uh, stretch and uh, is able to turn away all the shots. And so a productive power play can be masked by the fact that you don't necessarily score on it. But recently with this wild team, we have seen a lot of power plays in which they struggle to even possess the puck in the offensive zone. And saw that again at points uh, against the Sharks in which the Wilds were trying to stave off um, shorthanded uh, shot attempts by the uh, the San Jose Sharks. And so that also is uh, is an effort level thing that uh, that can be tied to how these special teams units look. And so you look at all the areas, the offense, the defense, the special teams, the goaltending, the lackluster starts, it's all tied to the effort level that the team brings at its core. And so that's why I keep hammering that point away is that for this team, for every team throughout uh, the course of the NHL, if you don't give a good effort level at the bare minimum, at the floor of what we uh, are attempting to do, then everything looks bad. Now, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, this is a wild team that is 10 and 5. Still really haven't put it together yet. There still is plenty of time to do so. And so there is a great... There's potential that we look at, you know, after a couple of weeks, we look at where this team is at and they've put together a really good stretch and have uh, solved some of these issues and have given better effort on a nightly basis. Uh, It is entirely possible that 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 ends up happening and that maybe two weeks from now we see the Wild go on a stretch where they win, you know, six of eight or eight of ten, something like that. And, uh, and we can say, hey, this is a really good stretch that this team's playing. They're playing really complete hockey. They're, uh, they're giving good effort level. Um, that, that stretch is certainly capable by this team. But as we've seen, so are the sleepwalking starts that lead to just a ton of other problems uh, for this team. And so my plea, my, my final thing to, uh, to pull away from today's episode is that, you know, we, as media people that cover this team, 
are tasked with kind of trying to come up with why things uh, things happen, why losses happen, why wins happen, and sometimes you have games in which you just have to go all the way down to the root of the problem and say the effort level was bad. And that's that's kind of what I've come up with for uh, for this game and um, and a few of the other games so far throughout the season. And so if the Wild put a better effort level together on Thursday and lose, you know, you can take that. And then you say, okay, well, here's why. Here are the, uh, the things that went wrong. The effort level was good, but here are the things that led to the loss. But beyond that, it just becomes another one of those games that just leaves you incredibly frustrated. So that's that's where we're going to leave it for uh, for this episode. Uh, the Wild will be back at it on Thursday against the Dallas Stars. And uh, so now that you're done with your first listen for the day, uh, you can swing over to Locked On Stars to hear how the Dallas Stars have been doing here recently and to get some intel ahead of uh, tomorrow's game against Dallas. Make sure to also follow Locked On Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, make sure to follow us on all of them as we've got great content each and every spot to keep you as up-to-date on the Minnesota Wild as possible. And you can stay as up-to-date as possible on the Minnesota Wild by checking out new episodes every Monday through Friday of Locked on Wild as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.